Hi all, I'm Cullen Haynes and welcome to Law Live. Very special treat, my next guest has had almost 20 years in law this month. Yes, you guessed it, um, started uh, law in primary school and is currently the global family law evangelist at Smokeball and not only a leading business owner herself in the um, family law space, can you please make very welcome Fiona Kirkman. How are you, Fiona? Hello, Cullen. Thank you for having me and nice to see everyone. It's good to see everyone and I will say it is now 4.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. Can you please (laughs) put all your questions that you have in the comments? We're we're streaming live to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, Put them in the comments and we can... um, put them to Fiona during the stream. Thanks to anyone watching right now and those re-listening on the podcast as well. So first up there, Fiona, everyone's asking, what is happening in your circle of influence? What's the latest in your world? Well, as usual, Cullen, there's a lot happening. Um, I'm somebody who wears many hats and somebody who likes to work hard and play hard. So uh, a few things that I'm up to. I'm travelling around the, the country in the coming months to speak yes. about law and legal technology. And I know I'm meeting with you a few of those events, the Kind Lawyers Forum as an example. So really looking forward to that. Um, also, I'm involved in Smokeball Spark. So that's an exciting big conference that's happening at the new W Hotel in February next year. Ooh, that sounds good. It's going to be an awesome location with some great speakers. So sort of in the planning stages of that. And as usual, I'm continuing to mediate. So I do probably one to two mediations a week trying to help families wow. with resolution without court. Oh, I, I, that's, a, that's a great sound, but I must say, and like someone's going to ask this question, how do you juggle it all there, Fiona? How do you do it all? Um, at times with a struggle, but I'm used to the juggle. Oh, there you go. Times with a struggle, used to the juggle. That should actually be our new title of it. We've got the many hats you wear, but I I do like what you're putting down there, Fiona, and probably leads in a nice segue to the next one. How would you describe your life so far or your life at Smokeball using just film titles? Okay, this is this was a difficult question. I had to yes. go out to a phone a friend to, to help me with this. And yes. I sort of broke down my career in a few different stages. So when I started, I worked in three different law firms for four years each. And I remember having a really close knit group of female lawyers that I was working with. And we were all blonde and we became known as the legally blondes. Um, <laughs> that's stereotypical, but we were a very close group advocating for family law justice and that's what we became known as. As I moved into starting my own practice, Kirkman Family Law, and then co-founding Law Switch and Family Property with my techie husband, Tim, I guess you could use, again, stereotypical The Founder movie. Oh, um, how good is that movie as well? That's very great. good. So, looking at new ways and innovative ways of, of doing family law. Um, and then recently I've, I've hit that 40 mark and there's a new movie out, This Is 40, and I was looking at the, the preview for that. <laughs> I haven't actually watched it, but it's the, the juggle of work, life, teenage kids, 
And I feel I'm at that point, which there's some struggles with the, the health challenges and managing teenage girls, it's an interesting thing. Um, but there's also some really re rewarding parts in that I'm becoming more of the mentor um, to other family lawyers and mediators. And I'm doing what I'm, I'm passionate about, bringing all my skills and passions together in, in a few roles. It seems like you really, you're exuding that passion there, Fiona, and you really love what you do, which is um, fantastic. And um, if there's anyone watching um, right now, um, would you give them any advice to follow your passion or do you, did, you, what, did it take you a while to get there? Well, I think I always liked helping people and I always liked education. And that combined with working with my techie husband um, and I quite liked the technology and making things more efficient, uh, bringing those three passions, so the family mediation, the education and the technology together, that's really what I can do in my global family law evangelist role. And, yeah, that's <laughs> it's great to be able to to follow your, your dreams and passions and work out what you're good at and what you're not so good at um, over time and follow your dreams, I guess. Oh, I love that. And I'm sure that's a, that's in a movie somewhere as well, many movies. Um, yeah. But a lot of people um, don't understand until they're in it themselves, family law, it's quite raw, it's quite real. Mm. How important is advocacy in doing what you do every day? Well, I think for me, advocacy is something like advocating for those that can't advocate for themselves is something I'm really passionate about, particularly in the family law space for people going through separation and their children. They're going through yes. a really tough time in their life. So it's really important to have somebody in their corner. Um, having said that, I'm not the traditional advocate anymore. I'm no longer in the courtroom and yes. advocating for one party against the other. In my yes. mediation hat, I'm really the independent helping both parties to work together to hopefully reach a resolution um, without court. Without um, court. Yeah, so that, that's sort of my role in the family mediation space but also in, in the smokeball family property space. I can really look at advocating for change to do things better in the family law space. So, for example, I recently ran a state of family law series on family violence yes. and now we're advocating for the mandatory training of lawyers in family violence. And I think that's really important, something I'm really passionate about in making sure we're providing best practice advice um, to our clients. Because... Mm, um, I've got a few family law friends and it's hard because um, you are dealing with such high emotional situations mm. that you can um, fall into that accidental counsellor role. How important is it to main, maintain or understand the difference between the two and not fall into the trap of um, getting too in involved that you can't provide that advocacy? Yes, well, we often, as you said, fall into that accidental counsellor role, but I think it's really important to have clear boundaries on what we should and shouldn't be doing and also to work holistically and collaboratively yes. with other professionals like yourself in the finance industry but also with psychologists and family therapists and child consultants and mediators and others. It's 
not just a legal separation that they're going through, they're going through a financial separation, the yes. emotions of the separation, and they really need that holistic and collaborative approach um, to best help them move forward. Indeed, indeed. And obviously in your role as global family law evangelist, say that 10 times faster, um, <laughs> tell me more about that. What is it you do day in and day out in that role um, and why do you do it? So I guess it's it's sharing the good news about Smokeball and family property and the suite of products within Smokeball. Um, I often refer to it as a bit of the whining and dining role, which I quite like. I love the, the connecting and net, networking with people. Um, but I guess the tasks are that brand awareness, so sharing information about the Smokeball and family property brand. Yes. Also, like thought leadership in the family law space. So I'm really passionate about education of family lawyers and mediators and how they can use the legal technology to improve the practice of family law. So I'm sort of running at different events and speaking at events, um, exploring family law partnerships, if anyone wants to partner with us. Um, and I'm also involved in some exciting new family law tech initiatives. So. Tell us more about them. I want to know what's happening. Are you able to tell us? Well, there's a few things happening. Um, one of Tim and my passions and hopes for family property that was that we could take it international. And okay. we're really excited to announce that we are taking the product into the US. Here and we go. Yeah, we've got a family property US president, Sarah Hawes, who um, we've been working with for the last year. And we'll be heading over to Chicago in December for a, hopefully, a launch of the product. Not quite there on the development, but um, soon, soon will be. So, yeah, that's a really exciting um, project that I'm involved in. And there's a few others as well, but I have to keep, keep them on the lowdown for now. <laughs> that's okay. The Windy City, what a place to launch, huh? Yes, the head office of Smokeball in the US. So they've got a lot of great family law clients over there. So excited to, to go over there and see how we can expand the family law offering. Here you go. And you're already doing that. And um, great job for branching internationally. Great job. It's um very similar to one of my previous guests who you know very well, Darren Mort um, yes. from Melbourne, <laughs> Barrister. He, he got his um, movie um, into the US and I think it's they're doing some leading things in family law over there, let me tell you. Yes, his video, Tommy, was so powerful. If you haven't watched it, Family Lawyers, you should watch it. It's a teardrop. Watch jerk. Tommy. Tommy watch the movie. That. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's a the harrowing story about a boy who uses his imagination to create a, a fictional tiger to cope with the stress of his parents divorcing. And it's an acrimonious divorce, to say the least. And in this 15 to 20-minute short film, um, you see the dire consequences of that animosity. And I think I was in tears watching it. I've seen it many times, but on that night that we caught up there, Fiona, I was, I was crying, let me tell you. Yes, <laughs> very powerful. And I actually use it in some of my mediations as well. And it does really change the mindset of the, the clients that are going through separation to really look at how they can resolve things more amicably for the benefit of the children, which I think is like at the heart of why I do what I do. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, and what would you like to see? And you can be as um, uh, stark or um, as pointed as you'd like. What would you like to see change in law right now? 
Uh, I think for me, as I said, to work more collaboratively and kinder together. I think that interdisciplinary approach is so important and I'd love to see lawyers embrace the legal technology more so that typically it automates the the admin, freeing them up to do more of the, the emotional intelligence work of providing that strategy and legal advice and hopefully reaching resolution more quickly. No, so, very, very well and said. I, and I think the continuous education is really important as well on how to use the technology and family violence training, mental health training. I'm a really big believer in continuous education and just finished my master's a couple of years ago. It took me 14 years, but Who I knows? in the end. And I've just started a personal branding and LinkedIn course um, with the amazing Lorena. So I'll be hopefully on social media a bit more, but I haven't had some studies in that area. So really keen to upskill in that space. Oh, well, you're, you're pro- prolific from what I'm seeing there, Fiona, so it must be working. So well done. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> no, good, good, good. And um, kind of segueing into lessons for young professionals starting their career in not only law but family law uh, mm. and um, the wider legal community, what would you have liked to have known when you started your career? I think as lawyers we're, we're quite ambitious people and I think sometimes we want everything now and we want to be perfect at what we do and we want to strive for getting to partnership, for example, by the time we turn 30. Um, <laughs> and I know that was me. Um, but I think life has twists and turns and different seasons and as I get older I realise that more. Um, so we just have to keep learning and, and keep swimming. Um, and I think for me to be able to be mentored, to seek out mentors or your tribe of people who can point you in the right direction. And it's amazing now I feel I've, I've got some great mentors who have helped me on my career journey, but now I'm able to give back. And I've, I think I've had about 30-plus law and mediation students work for me under Kirkman Family Law, and it's great to give back and sort of see their careers flourishing. So, yeah, just seek out the mentors and realise that there's seasons in, in life and careers and, and keep learning. No, I'm endeared by what you're saying, Fiona, and it reminds me of that old um, poem, um, everyone comes into your life either for a reason, a season, or a, season. <laughs> or a, or a lifetime. And yes. the hard thing is, li- in life is knowing are they coming in just for this particular problem or moment? Mm-hmm. Um, are they coming for a certain period of time and then going? Or are they one of those lifers that will be there for the long term, thick or thin? Um, and it's, it's quite an important lesson that I've learned as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it, Fiona. Yeah, and I think there's seasons that you'll be, you know, with the work-life balance, and I've been doing some posts on that because that's something really close to my heart, having gone through burnout and significant health challenges in the past. There isn't, is never a real true work-life balance Um but I think there will be times then we'll be having to work harder, times that we'll have to spend more time with family. But it's about listening to our bodies as well and that self-care is so important. Um, but there's, yeah, 
times where we, we just have to step back and say say no as well, which I'm learning. It's a bit of a struggle though. <laughs> struggle. No, no, absolutely. And I remember someone saying to me many years ago, um, and they, they were an advocate of work-life balance, but they said they didn't believe in the terminology. They said it's more like work-life quality and integration where you're right, work. sometimes you have to work on the weekends to get ahead for the week, but other times, you know, if um, you want to go and take um, your children to the shopping mall on a Thursday afternoon, you should be able to switch off and do that and then pick it up later on like it's like this dance that we do I think um there's this big push to make sure you section it off you know nine to five that's it you can't do any work where you know life's not like that sometimes you have to you know pick up the kids and um you know I've just had my first son and I'm gonna have to get into all that wonderful journey (laughs) yes he's only six months now so he's just a potato but all that (laughs) stuff is coming um so yeah I get it and I know that's going to be even more important when you set those goals that you have to do a certain thing that's when you set yourself up for failure or burnout, right? Mm. And somebody also said to me, no is a complete sentence. So sometimes you don't need to justify why you, you're saying no to that particular project or Oh, um, I like that. Things. So, yes, <laughs> I'm trying to learn that myself, but I do struggle with saying no. <laughs> I did a poll recently on LinkedIn and said, do you find it hard to say no? of people said no, but 50% of people said yes. And I thought that was quite interesting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Wayne Dyer, um, the late, great Wayne Dyer, who died in 2015, he wrote many books. He said that. He said, when someone asks you to do something and it's not really your jive, you you just say, I'm unable to do that and don't give a reason. Because many reasons, it's like we have to think, I'm going to be sick that day. I don't want to do it because of such and such. We always feel like we have to rationalize. rationalize. Yes. No. Yeah. No, well, that's good. what I'm finding is I grow in my career. If it's something that falls into legal education, something that falls into legal technology, or something that falls into family law dispute resolution, I'm like, yes, this sounds good. But if it's something outside those areas, I'm like, mm, I think there might be other people that are better suited and that's more in their lane. Yeah, very good, very good. And um, it's probably we're getting a little bit philosophical here, so it's very nice that we're actually coming to this point. Um, When all is said and done, Fiona, how would you like to be remembered? Yes, this is a bit, that's an interesting question as well. I'm like, oh, am I writing my obituary here or something? That's all right. Imagine yourself in a room, all your friends and family are gathered. What would you like people to say, say about you? Well, in addition to the standard, like, loving mother, loving wife and friend who lived life to the full, I guess from a career-wise perspective, I'd like to be remembered as somebody who's made a positive impact on changing the practice of family law for the better. Positive impact on changing family law for the better. You can write that down, Tim, for next year. That's the epitaph. (laughs) That's it. um, But what that means is I think what we aim to do with founding family property was to make family law more efficient and therefore provide greater access to justice. What, What I do in family mediation is to try to help people reach resolution without going to court in a more timely and cost-effective way that's less stressful and better for the whole family. And the education, the best practice of running family law matters and family mediations, which includes not just textbook knowledge but the emotional intelligence and being able to relate well with clients and help them through their grief journey, um, even as accidental counsellors, 
um, the technology side of things and the business skills. So I sometimes have this winning formula of the IQ plus the EQ plus the AI plus the BX is that winning formula oh, of the EQ. best practice uh, lawyers and, and mediators for the future. <laughs> so EQ plus IQ plus AI plus BQ, is that right? BX, business BX. skills. B oh, I like that. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's skills. good. Business skills. So disregard the BQ, it's BX, guys, BX. Okay. There we go. R Richard Susskind sort of coined part of that phrase, but I've just taken it and expanded upon it. <laughs> yes, I always love listening to him. I think I saw him at the AVAs last year in Melbourne. He's got that thick Scottish accent. He's, he's really good to listen to, especially some of his uh, videos as well. And on that note of mentors, books, and um, content that people can get into. Is there something you recommend for a lawyer to self-actualize and transcend to be able to better relate with their client or think on that high EQ level, like an EQ level? Um, when I started Kirkman Family Law, I wanted to practice exclusively in mediation. So I had to take my lawyer hat off and put the mediator hat on. So I actually did, I think, 200 hours of training um, in that first year of starting Kirkman Family Law. And part of that training was the family violence training, mental health first aid training, and collaborative practice training, in addition to some other mediation training. Um, I can give you a list of resources and references, but I think that ongoing training outside the, the, the textbook lawyer skills um, to understand that more holistic approach of the emotions attached to separation, that was what was really important to me and I've, I've really learned as I've gone on in my family mediation role and brought that in. So, um, but from a tech perspective as well, I, I love like the Suskin books and um, different different things that psychology background. Um, yeah, different aspects of it. <laughs> very good, very good. So it's uh, been, been an absolute pleasure chatting to you there, Fiona. Thank you for sharing your um, gems of wisdom to everyone. Um, we'll bring you back for some bonus questions, but where can people find you? Where are you most active? right now? I'm predominantly LinkedIn. Um, so I have a, a Family Law Friday post that I do okay. each week um, and you can press the bell and follow me there. Um, I've also set up within Smokeball a Family Law Lounge um, that has for anyone, whether they're Smokeball or non-Smokeball, um, for family lawyers and mediators to connect and share information about the latest in, in the family law world. But also feel free to reach out via email or the old telephone. Um, I'm always happy to have a chat. Very good. And Miora, who's a regular of the show, leading legal professional, said very informative. Thanks, Cullen. And thank you so much, Fiona. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Cullen. And I look forward to coming back for the bonus questions, potentially. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Hang around, everyone. And if you're a lawyer and you want to be on the show or you know a leading legal professional who'd like to be on Law Life, let me know. Drop their name in or drop your own name in and I can reach out. We can get you on a future episode. Thank you for tuning in. And we will upload this um, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. We come out Wednesday, every Wednesday. Bye for now, everyone. Take care. 